Watch who? Welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I am new to watching Who. Yep, watching these episodes for the very first time. Very first time. And you have, well, congratulations, you have watched your whole first Doctor. Yeah. You've completed the first Doctor. I've completed a Doctor. A Doctor, that's what I meant to say. (laughs) (laughs) You've completed a Doctor. You can't say you've completed a very first Doctor. (laughs) Like, like it's, you know, that's the first and only time I will complete the first Doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean now. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We're not going back. We're carrying on. Yeah, we are. (laughs) God, please don't make me go back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there was a Tenth Planet last week and... To round off the first Doctor out, we've actually watched something in colour. I know, yeah. yeah. So we did An Adventure in Space and Time, the anniversary biopic about, well, about William Hartnell and the creation of Doctor Who itself. Yeah. I thought it would be a nice... A nice break for me. A little break <laughs> just to go back and look back on the on the first Doctor that mm. we've, we've seen. And it's such a great docudrama. It just fits perfectly at this point. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. But before we go into that, I've got a few little updates. Okay. We don't always do updates. I never well, know. Do you so want, it's the, do you want the next me. Katrina update? You, you tell me the updates as you okay. want to tell them. So last time I was talking about, I got in touch with Katrina from yeah. primary school. Yeah. Who's dad, not Katarina. Not Katarina. <laughs> not to be confused with our favourite Katarina. Um, I got in touch with Katrina, didn't I? And her dad did work on Doctor Who and dropped some rocks on the Daleks. And we were waiting to find out which story it was. Mm-hmm. So I've heard back. Right, here we go. Drum roll, please. So where were we last time? Here we go. So I said, yeah, thanks for getting back to me. I didn't say how are you or anything. <laughs> As I told you <laughs> As to. She says, I'm going to just read out. Apparently it was in Destiny of the Daleks. So that's to come, so is that it? So that is a 70s one, a much later one, a fourth okay. Doctor story. So it's later than I thought. But he stresses his role was very minor. He was a junior on the management side of the BBC, um, and he had to occasionally go and be peripherally involved with production as it was happening on the ground as part of a keeping everyone working together strategy. Okay. So he was given the string for dropping the rocks as his one big contribution and failed to pull the string. Oh, dear. She put an emoji there. Um, (laughs) Which emoji? Like a tongue-out emoji. Oh, nice. As he was based in the BBC Annex rather than White City at the time, he did also spend some time while on the subject reminiscing about the shelves of discarded reels he used to walk past every day and the many missing episodes they would have contained. Dot, dot, dot. So then I was like... I can't believe you mentioned missing episodes. That's what I was thinking about. And and I said thanks and everything. And uh, she said that he was very impressed that I managed to remember after over two decades. So there we go. So it was Destiny of the Daleks. Well, when we get to that. after all this time, I have... I've remembered that. Well, when we get to that moment... Yeah, we can can look out of that and I'll reference that. I'm going to have to look that up and see the rocks falling. I can't remember that. Um... So there we go. That Maybe it didn't Katrina. happen. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just taking Katrina's word for it. Um, well, he missed the string, didn't he? They didn't fall. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there we are. That is the Katrina story complete after all Lovely. this time. I'm really happy that you got in touch and it was a 
positive ending. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't said anything else since, really. I think that's our conversation over <laughs> with now. So maybe Katrina's listening, but um, uh, anyway. Or Katrina's dad. Or Katrina's dad, yeah. yeah. So thank you very much. Um, also, I was just putting some notes together for this um, just before we recorded. Right, what? can you re- remember the smugglers we did a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I know you didn't want to ever go back to the smugglers. No. Remember the character of Blake? The one that came and saved. Oh, was, yeah, 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 yeah. You like Blake, yeah? He was all right, yeah. Do you know, he has been in Doctor Who before. Right. And I had no idea until I realised it was the same what actor. Was he? And you will not believe who he was. Was he Nicholas? Oh, go on. He was the Toxel, the Aztecs, Panto villain. With oh, the black no way! Cross. No way! I had no idea that he was in. Yeah, I know. So I know this isn't a factual podcast. I have said that before. So don't come (laughs) here for your Doctor Who facts. Um, And we never really state them. But yeah, I couldn't believe I had to tell you that. Yeah. It's the Toxel. Blake and the Toxel. It's the same person. I know probably everyone listening already knows that. We didn't. We did not know that. So I just wanted to share that fact with you. And the only other update as well is um, if I've done my, my dates right for when this episode goes out... You'll have until the end of today to get your competition retweet out to win the 10th Planet Audio box set. Oh, yeah. Um, that we mentioned last week. So I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's on Twitter. <laughs> Just All you've got to do is retweet our 10th Planet episode tweet and you'll be in the prize draw and we'll announce that in a couple of weeks' time. Ooh, look yes. at you. Yeah. Right, so shall we get on to adventure in space and time? Yeah. Let's. So I think I've recovered from the emotion of we did watch it a few days ago. <laughs> yes, we've had. We've I, had al- I always find it an emotional watch. <laughs> I think this is. I think all fans like this. Yeah, I can imagine why. Like, I don't think anyone's like, "Oh, that's a terrible it's, drama." It's or anything. really lovely and it's touching, and watching the first Doctor and so much of it, I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, we couldn't have watched it any any sooner. Or you you have actually now we've watched all through those those episodes. Yeah, and the recreation of those moments. Like we had a good laugh actually at some things. I don't know whether you've laughed at them in the same way, like the um, the bumblebees. But that's quite nice because it's things that we've experienced together through this podcast. And yeah. now, and watching that, it's it like you say, it's it's quite nice reference points. So yeah. So yeah, so it was made for the 50th anniversary in 2013, mm-hmm. and obviously it's, I didn't really, like, it's those last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah, it's so nice. And also, I'm just going to say, there are, there'll be spoilers discussed in this. I know we, we don't usually say that, but I want to say that because of the ending of this. Yeah. Because it really did, it was such a surprise at the time, yeah. first watching that, not knowing that moment was coming up. Yeah, it was a surprise to me too, so yeah. And watching it with, with you, mm. I was sort of looking at you being like, I wonder if you remember that moment or that moment or that character. And obviously Susan, Ian and Barb are recreated yeah. in un- The Unearthly Child and all, and all of that stuff. And mm. we have sort of talked a little bit about the making of that. It's I didn't realise it started off so much about Verity Lambert, the first producer. It's sort of her story to begin with and then it slowly goes over to the to William Hartnell. It feels like it's it's a story more about the making of Doctor Who than about William Hartnell. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was put out for you know the general audience that aren't fans that don't yeah. know. Um, but obviously, as fans, there's those moments in there for, yeah. for people that know the stories really well. But yeah. It works on its own as someone that maybe hasn't seen yeah. Doctor Who. I think as someone new to this, you would be completely fine watching it. I thought of it more as like the making of Doctor Who, which is why things like The Producer were so heavily featured. But you can't get away from the fact that the first Doctor was part of the making of this. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, Doctor Who is the Doctor. Oh, of course, yeah. And it's how that character was created. And there's a lot, actually, in the what the first three quarters really is yeah. just making the first episode. Yeah. And then it sort of goes along quite quickly towards the yeah. end to the 10th planet. I mean, they don't talk about... They talk about, like, the Doctor not being as with it, but they don't talk about that from a production side. Um, and actually, what it moves to is a regeneration element. So I, it is a pure... product From what I took it as, it's a pure production thing. It's, you know... The idea, the start, the making of it into how do we change and continue it. And the Doctor's just part of that journey, the actor. He's cast. He isn't that fussed about it. He then starts to enjoy it. And then things change. And how do we change this? He has to go and he realises what it means to him. Which is why the ending is so nice in a way, because it's it's the future of it. Mm. That's how yeah. I saw it anyway. I didn't see it as, like, William Hartnell's story. I saw it as the story of Doctor Who. Well, I, I've sort of focused, I think, on the William Hartnell aspect of it. Yeah. I think because a lot of the moments in there, because I've read so many interviews and watched so many audio commentaries and, yeah. you know, everything, they're all little bits from those interviews and stuff of, to make this documentary. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's... I know who told that story about this bit happening. Yeah, you yeah. know that that kind of thing. I think as a fan, you watch it maybe in a slightly different way. Yeah. Um, what did you think about David Bradley as William Hartnell and Susan Ian and Barbara? <laughs> did, did the Ian live up to your? No, <laughs> no, but, you didn't. Or no. you didn't like it. But um, well, Ian is Ian, isn't he? He's you know, like when you were re- pointing out to me, weren't you? Who the real? Oh, so there's real. Ian, William Russell makes a cameo. I did not spot that at all. No. You kept saying well, he's got it. A and I was, yeah, that's what was throwing me. Yeah. But when they're recreating those moments, like, A, what did you th- Did you remember those moments? I know it was a, a while ago when we watched the first one. Yeah. But did you also. Oh, yeah. Appreciate, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, but like I say, it was, it was interesting that they weren't a feature of the story as such. They weren't, no, they weren't in it as much, were they? No. They. Oh, and if so you think much, about so it, many, you could do a. I mean, you could do a film on the making of every single Doctor Who story, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but that almost for me watching it, that's kind of why I felt it wasn't about the. It was more about the production than and the story of Doctor Who mm. than the characters than the people, because actually, as we know, there were points where those characters carried that story and would be more featured. Yeah. What it talked about was they entered and then they left. It yeah. didn't even it didn't even feature Ian and Barbara leaving. I know, I know. I imagine and I liked the way that they did that press call with um 
Caroline Ford and William Russell and Jacqueline Hill and they're yeah. all there having the drinks and everything. And you see when Caroline Ford leaves, obviously that's a big moment because that's the first of the yeah. cast leaving. Yeah. So it has an impact on William Hartnell. And then as it goes through, you do see glimpses of the other companions, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That was oh, nice. Oh, but Ben was awful. And you said, you're like, Ben and Polly were not great. <laughs> well, no, Polly wasn't too bad. Ben was not great. Ben did not look like Ben. We both said, though, we were like, Susan was badly cast but on the camera it did look like susan when they recreated it yeah yeah on camera like it was pretty good but yeah. like my thing i realized stephen has the wrong stripy jumper when you saw stephen <laughs> dodo in that outfit from celestial yeah. toy maker perfect recreation yeah that stripy jumper is not correct and the stephen didn't look like stephen no it's quite nice though just to see those those moments and those characters yeah. we didn't get a katarina moment though. Of course not. Of course we <laughs> didn't. Did she's not a, press, a character. Imagine if there was a press call with Katarina. But she's not a she wasn't a person, Mike. She wasn't a oh, main Vic, character. Vicky had a rescue yeah. outfit on. Yeah. Um obviously you can't go in and have scenes. It would be so amazing to have other moments later on. Yeah. Imagine any of Dalek's Master Plan recreated. That would be cool. Shame that no Katarina or, or Sarah Kingdom even. Well no, because they weren't. I know, I know, but <laughs> it would have been cool to have that have almost that proves it even more. That proves the point even more, Mark. Just or, saying. Or if they if they were filming the Christmas episode or something, that would have been cool. Yeah, but yeah. It, for me, that's not what it was. Me watching it like first time, and also like you said, we're coming to it from different perspectives. Yeah, you've watched a lot of in, you've watched a lot more in detail of the things to be watching it from that perspective and taking in more me watching it was seeing the development of doctor who yeah oh sorry just one more moment i would love to see recreated imagine if it was the time meddler and they were Stephen and edith and vicky no <laughs> imagine that no no <laughs> this is the end of the first doctor's time i've got to get an edith reference in there <sighs> Or Keys of Marinus in colour. No, none of them. Modern in colour. None of them. Oh. None of them. Yeah. But um, going back to the Doctor and the actor that played the Doctor, I think he's, I thought he was brilliant. David Bradley is great. And he's yeah. in, have you, do you know him from other stuff? No, I can't think. Um, obviously, he's the caretaker guy in Harry Potter. I don't know what the Oh, yes, of is. course he is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's in loads of stuff. I met him at London Comic Con. He was, oh, I've got, I'll show you the picture afterwards. Okay. It's a good picture. Okay. Um, so I went up to him and he was really chatty and he's really engaged with, he knows his Doctor Who because he does audio, like that original cut, that cast that they got, the yeah. Susan Ian and Barbara and him, they do audio oh, stories nice. now as, as them. I've got, I've got all of them. Yeah. Um, so he's still very much involved in Doctor Who. Yeah. I always get the title mixed up. It's an adventure in space and time. I keep wanting to say it's an adventure in time and space. Yeah. So there was he was at his table signing and it's got David Bradley from An Adventure in Space and Time behind him. And I went up to him and I was like, oh, I really, really love you in. And I was like, I can't. And I had to look sort of behind him and read it, An Adventure in Space and Time. And I was like, I cry every single time I watch it. And he was like, oh. <laughs> and sort of looked a bit like, and he was like, I'm really glad that you found the emotion in it. <laughs> Even though you can't remember like, the name of it. I, mean, I, can't find it. I was like, it's so good. And then I asked him about the audio stuff and everything. And he signed his thing, The Doctor. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the closest you get to meeting William Hartnell. So, yeah. And when you have photos, he does his he can does his lapel. You can uh, do like a doctor pose if you ask him to kind yeah, of thing. And of course. yeah, he's great. Yeah. So um, I need to get him to sign the DVD of this. I, I, th- I think I ran out of money that weekend and think only got the <laughs> the one thing. What did he sign then? Oh, the photo. I just got the photo signed. That was it. Yeah. Um, he's really great. Um, and yeah, as I say, still going as the doctor now. He's great. And he looks so much like him, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Actually his his um when he recreates moments, and actually even with these the audio dramas he does, he's not exact he doesn't say things in the way that William Hartner would say. He's not doing an impression. No. He's just a sort of he looks like him a lot and he he, it's his own interpretation. So some of the lines, when I first watched this, I was like, oh, that's not that's not like how William Hartnell would do it. When he does the speech from Dalek Invasion of Earth, one day I shall come back. And oh, yeah, the yeah. End, and see, then they show it. The yeah, yeah, clip. you see it's different. They are, he, the inflections are different. He's not doing a word-for-word word impression. No. But you still get the essence of who he was and that yeah, character, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. I think, um, here we go, I'm going to just say it, but in the same way that David Suchet is Poirot. But <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I didn't know you were going to say um, He very much, like, so, I don't know how much you, like, so David Suchet is Poirot. Okay. Um, when he took up, I mean, he played Poirot for years. Yeah. Like, I don't know whole- where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so, I love Poirot. So he, and he's the ultimate Poirot for me. So um, before he took it on, he, like, read loads of, like, Poirot and he met um, Agatha Christie's daughter, I think, or... Anyway, and she said to him, Poirot isn't funny. He's, um, like, you don't... Oh, no, you don't laugh at Poirot. That's what, like, he was like, okay. And he from reading the books, um, wrote down all these mannerisms of Poirot. And then before he'd do scenes, he'd read the mannerisms so that, and before he took each, because, I mean, he did it for years, so that he was always, like, the character was always the same. And I wonder whether, like, in being the Doctor and almost, like, in taking on what is quite an iconic, for fans, role, he must take on these sort of, element but make it his own in the same way that sort of David Suchet he's not he's not mimicking um you sort of take on a beloved and make it your own does that make sense yes. do you know what no, I'm trying to say yeah. like you add, he's take, as an actor you, he brings his own stuff to it absolutely so you you take these elements of this person this character and you honor it you like things like the the lapels yeah them sort of elements that is when you look at it that is why you think that is William Hartnell. That is, but him doing the speeches and all that is very much him being his interpretation. That's why yes. you see, like, yeah, because he, he's, he's two characters. He's got to do, he's doing William Hartnell doing the first Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. So. Okay, right. I don't know why Poirot. I still don't really understand Poirot, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I mean, Poirot's a book, but like, you take yeah, on. Like in The Crown. Mm, yeah, but the crown you the don't. Yeah, yeah, let's do that one then. Yes, as well. <laughs> You're taking on. Yeah, because they don't look like them. None of the characters, but you believe that they are because of the way that they act them out. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's probably better examples that I just can't think of. The crown's a good from one. The crown and Poirot. <laughs> the crown. No, the crown's a really good one because I think 
Well, when I think it's, of it's a docudrama, isn't it? You're that's well, it's the same thing with all, it's the same. Yeah. Thing. When I think of um, the Queen and the recent one with um, Olivia Coleman, yeah, I don't think she looks like the Queen. No, but not at all. I believe that she's the Queen because of the way that she acts it. Yes, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he does look like William Hartnell. Um, and we don't know what happens behind, like in the same way that we don't with the royal family. We don't really know what happens. No, exactly. Behind it's the, the same way. It's a cra- yeah. This yeah. is like Doctor Who's version of the Crown, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's better than Poirot. Yeah. I just really <laughs> I like, like Poirot. Poirot. I just really like Poirot. I don't know I don't why know. that. It just popped in my do you head. Like Miss Marple. I think I'm more of a Miss Marple. <laughs> I do like Miss Marple. I just really love Poirot. With this though, because like <laughs> I say, there's lots of elements that come from interviews from people that work with William Hartnell and his granddaughter wrote that book about him. So there's Mm. lots of elements of that. So it's the research has been done very well. I feel like it is pretty true to true to life. And like we said last time with the 10th planet, like Annika Wills was saying that William Hartnell is very difficult to work with. Mm. Obviously it's all, people's own perceptions as well and it, I think it does a very good job of sort of doing a general picture of what things were like yeah. it was probably like worse times and it probably moments that weren't so so bad but yeah. um, I think it does very well and William Hartnell comes off as a very sympathetic character it's a sad it is a sad story yeah he's because he this rise to sort of fame as the doctor and then that's you just see that decline in him. In him, yeah. And he wants it was to carry on. The and very so last sad. one, when you see that photo with um, Ben and Polly, and you just see how frail yeah. and old Camp he looks. Ben. Camp not Ben. Camp not <laughs> the Ben. Worst, the worst oh, Ben. It was, or as soon as he came around, I was like, that's not Ben. Um, yeah, towards he the just, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just looks so frail. And all. But I mean, we see that sort of. And then On we talk screen? about part-time doctor in these last few stories yeah, yeah. that we've done, and it, it yeah it does sort of match up, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah. The emotion of doing the regeneration or having to do the regeneration. Yeah, yeah. I'm I was absolutely so when when we first watched it when he at the very beginning of this film where you see the the police box and you see William Hartnell in the car. Yeah. That's when I'm like I have a moment and I'm like. <sighs> Spend the beginning. <laughs> Do not cry right now. And then I'm fine throughout the whole thing. <laughs> and then it's when it repeats. At and the actually, end. when we were watching it this time, because I don't think I've actually watched this with anyone before. No. We had pizza, and your kitten was running around quite a lot. <laughs> so there was a few dis- distractions going on. Oh, she's been a uh, and I was thinking, oh, this isn't as emotional as I thought it was going to be. Actually, and we were yeah. sort of watching it, and then that last five minutes, you have sort of three. Well, she'd gone to sleep by you then. You have three hits, you have uh, right at the end, that get me. When he's crying at the fireplace, when he yeah. doesn't want to go with his wife, that is like, oh. Uh. Then the Matt Smith appearance. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that is, th- that was such a shock at the time. Yeah, that bet. That moment, like, because I watched this when it was on. That's the very last end. moment. And that, when I first watched that, that was just, and then actually, it always gets me every time. When they do the real-life photos next to the actor and it says at the caption at the end what happened to them and stuff, yeah. that makes it even worse. That's the third hit for me and I'm completely gone by that point. <laughs> that is, just show the photos with the writing and I'm already, I'm just gone. <laughs> I'm just gone. I oh. What I really liked about the Matt Smith moment was it, it felt like 
up until that point was sort of so we met the next doctor Patrick Troughton yeah and that's not a great that is a moment that brings me out of it actually because he's not a great he's not as good as the actors it just it doesn't recreate it as well for me yeah but but he's very sort of polite and like you know whatever um and then he's about to do his moment and then you have the Matt Smith moment and for me watching it it felt like a moment of him being quite proud and him maybe thinking of the future or what he started. Yeah, it's him. He's looking up and being like, this thing carries on without me and it will continue to carry like, on. Like, I am the start of yeah, this. Yeah, this is what or, I've this done. this is my yeah, legacy. That's it, yeah, yeah, that's it. Legacy, yeah. that's the word, isn't it? This yeah. is my legacy and it's still going on 50 years at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and that's what Caroline Ford always says in interviews. She's like, he would be thrilled to know yeah. that it carries on. Yeah. And he always said that it would. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what he would make of some of the things that have happened. Yeah. Because I, rem- I remember because he died in the 70s, so that's when, like, the third Doctor was on. And I'm mm. sure I read a, an interview, and it sounds like somebody talking about it now. He was like, oh, it's not like it used to be when I was playing it, and I don't, you know, I don't yeah. like this and this and everything. But he's still, I think he's still so appreciating. Yeah. And you you think in se- that was 74, 75 when he, he died. Was, what, 60 something. Yeah, 64, So when he started 65? being the doctor, fifth, early 50s, mid 50s, when he started being playing the doctor, he did, you know, he had the wig and he was aged up, but I think he still looked quite old for, yeah. for his age, even without being dressed up as a doctor. And I think people I forget, thought... people always think he's really, he is an old, he's, he's not that old when he plays the doctor. No. And I mean, we watch it and like, recently and we're like doctor won't get through that tunnel doctor won't be climbing oh, yeah, through. exactly like, we watched that i could not believe when they put how old he was when he died yeah i couldn't believe it because i thought he'd be in like his 80s yeah exactly when he died yeah. Yeah. when he died and i thought watching it he was maybe late 60s early 70s i genuinely thought mm. like at least late 60s at least mm. Couldn't believe it. So he shock horror. So he did carry on working a little bit after he left Doctor Who. Yeah, they said that. Yeah. And I, do you know what he was? He did. Go and, on. and I was looking at this magazine about it. So he did Panto. Of course. So it was Puss in Boots. <laughs> and I just want to read. He didn't a bit play of an Jack, article. did he? No, he was like a a cobbler or something. He was like a. Yeah. I've got to show you this. And just read a little bit about because there was newspaper articles. He's, he did it at South End in one of the things. South End. There he is. Oh yeah. So he went back and did it, and I just want to read out what he said. So this is an interview he did before he started playing about pantos. Right. Which is quite funny. I love a I panto. So. Yeah, and I thought you'd like this because <laughs> you do love a panto, don't you? So, so this is what he said to a newspaper before he started doing the show. Pantomimes are wrong when they are set on the road with pop groups. I think that is a load of balderdash, poppycock and fiddlesticks. Pantos, strictly for children, as a production of Puss in Boots we're presenting, in Ipswich will be, any comedian who comes on and gives a selection of blue jokes and sex cracks is disgraceful. This isn't a sort of entertainment suitable for children and this is where there is a great need of a censor in in this business. I'm no old fogey who's a bit senile, I'm just adamant about the fact that Panto 
aimed at children isn't meant for all the filthy, dirty beasts and sex maniacs in this world. I agree. I so <laughs> I agree. When I read that, I was like, that's what you think. I you so and agree. William Hartnell have the same outlook on Panto. I so agree. I get so annoyed about blue jokes in Panto. So it got really bad reviews. Oh. It was like, everyone was like, oh, what is this? And I don't think it was great on stage. But also, just at the end of this article, this might change your view on William Hartnell. <laughs> in 1996, Hartnell's granddaughter, Jessica Carney, revealed in her book that during the production, her grandfather acquired a new girlfriend from among the cast, oh. much to the disgust of his wife, Heather. The relationship ended as quickly as it had begun. Oh, wow. So, you know, William Hartnell's still going. <laughs> We're still going. Young got heart. <laughs> in Puss in Boots. I don't, I, think it, I don't think he did much other TV stuff or anything. I mean, no. that was one of his last things. But it's he couldn't do a week of Doctor Who solidly. I can't how believe he, he did Panto. Do, how is he going to do Panto two shows a day for however many weeks? Surely imagine. that is the worst decision to Can make. Can I have my panto I think it, I if think you it was, your... I think it was cashing in on the, the whole panto yeah. thing after. And it, the... I'm going to have a panto okay, rant. You go. get to here have your... It's nearly Christmas. Have a panto rant. Uh, right. So my big thing about like panto, I friggin' love panto. I think panto is great. And I think for a lot of like kids and families, it's the first experience of theatre. Me and Mark both work in theatre. So like, you know, we've both experienced kids coming and like <laughs> we've experienced Puss in Boots haven't we <laughs> yeah and like raving about like, you know it's it's wonderful and it's the excitement when the lights go down and the screaming it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just brilliant and it's lovely and it's like fills your heart but I do not get I I went to see um a dress rehearsal of um oh what was it um, Captain Hook Captain uh, Treasurer, um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. That was it. It was one of the big ones. I won't say which company. It was one of the big ones uh, with David Hasselhoff in. And, um... <laughs> Everyone's going to know which one it is, <laughs> man, anyway. <laughs> well, I won't say which company, but it had David Hasselhoff in. And um, all, there was obviously loads of blue jokes in it. And there was a few, it was basically all adults in the, I would say like 80% adults, 20% kids. And the adults were, like, absolutely crying their eyes out with laughter. And in front of me was, like, this kid who went, Mummy, I don't get it. And she went, and the mum went, oh, I'll tell you when you're older. And I was like, that is the issue here. Like, there should, be, there should not be a thing where children come to see something and they don't understand the joke. Or the other issue is now kids are a lot more clued up and actually they do get the joke and... What that's not appropriate. Why are we taking kids to something that is encouraging that sort of rude thing? That's another issue. They they either laugh at something that they don't really understand that's rude, or they do get it. And why are we encouraging that? So that is my issue with blue panto. You can have a clean panto that is just as fun and amazing, and actually adults love it just as much. Like I've been to many pantos that have no blue jokes, they're just as silly and stupid and you laugh along because it is. Like, yeah, I like hate blue panto. Well, I, well William Hartnell agrees with yeah. you. Yeah, and that was like however long are. ago. Ban the, ban the sex beasts with yeah. William Hartnell. Honestly, yeah. like what was it? He 
it was it was a moment where there were like these four dancers and they were in like hardly any clothes. They were like in skimpy clothes and they're supposed to be on a beach. And it was David Hasselhoff. Um, obviously, they were like taking advantage of the fact that he was in Baywatch, you know. And he's Captain Hook and he's walking along and he was like, oh, I love the sand and the... And he stares at the girl, boobies. And I love the sea and the... And he stares at the next girl, boobies. And I, and I was like there's kids here and they're going to do this in front of more kids. Like, what does this say and encourage? How can you... I just don't get it. Yeah, like, if it was 1966, we would have gone to Southend, watched Puss in Boots with William Hartnell and had a great time. Yeah, and there's some amazing <laughs> pantos that don't have that. And then you go to some of these bigger ones that you pay, like, through the nose for and you have your kids being told that you know, boobies are silly and funny and have, like, these celebrities staring at them. I just think, oh, what does that teach? It just really annoys me. You don't need it. It's just not needed when there's some wonderful things, like wonderful, amazing shows out there that don't do it and you have a great time and you still get your, like, stupid toys that you pay through the nose for that you never (laughs) use again that are shiny and, like, and you get your ice cream and all that and you make a mess. Like, it's great. So, uh, yeah, that's my blue ram on Panto. There we go. Friggin' love Panto. And you still got the -the over-the-top outfits with your dame. So, yeah, I love Panto, though. I think it's, like, one of the... Best things, it sums up Christmas. I'm sad that it's not happening this year in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shame there's no like recording of William Hartnell's Puss in Boots. I would have loved to see what it was actually like. <laughs> It'd be amazing to see something like that. Would Just it? To see, oh, yeah, it might be a bit <laughs> sad. I don't know. But, Based um, on reviews, would yeah, it? <laughs> but, yeah, but as I say, like... he carried on working after... Or based on the last Doctor Who, Doctor Who would yeah. it? <laughs> Um, so are there any sort of moments was that like the standout moment at the end I mean for me it is Um, was it nice to see you know Marco Polo was recreated and like Reign of Terror we saw a bit of that and things like that that was nice I enjoyed all those moments I think um, I really loved them uh, putting like the making of the TARDIS and like those key moments of that first sort of episode, mm. but things like that. I really enjoyed the first episode bit. Um, and I think the end. Oh, and I really, really liked Susan's leaving. And I don't mean that as it sounds. <laughs> you always love Susan's leaving. We love a good I don't mean that Susan as it leaving sounds. moment here. But it was, it was just was so nice well moment. done. Yeah. He had the robo man there and he was rude to the robo man because he's in a mood because Caroline Ford's leaving, yeah. Yeah, but it was was just really touching and, you know, and, like, he was rude to her and then he sent her flowers and stuff, you know. Yeah. And, um, but it was just, it was just really, um, I mean, when we watched the episode, you felt that. Mm. Um, And then the way it was done, you feel it. And it was just beautifully done. Because even then you're starting to see a little bit of a decline. Well, yeah, even early on. Because, I mean, you were saying, you know, Edge of Destruction. You yeah. were like, are they sure they've got the right person for this? You know, you yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah. In that episode when there was a few lines here and there that you got mixed up. And they did the pilot episode again. They did that first one twice. Yeah. We didn't watch the pilot episode. We've never seen that one. It's No. It's slightly different. That exists. Oh, Okay. Um, and those moments where he, like, I don't know if you know, he drops his scarf and they're like, oh, he's done that, we have to carry on. And yeah, yeah. that's in the actual, the 
they've got the recording of that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I really, really like that. That was the other standout yeah. moment for me. Oh, it would be so good to do more. Of the, like, each if each Doctor had their own sort of making of. I think it's just nice to see those moments in colour, you know, the Dalek in yeah. the, the Daleks, with Ian being... But I think that's um, the difference, though, for me. Just, yeah, for my For yeah, you, for my side, it was the like, Doctors. Oh, they've got that, and they could recreate that in colour, and it would yeah. be amazing. For you, it was about the Doctor, mm. whereas for me, watching, is like... I don't know, not watching with the same context, I guess. Mm, yes. Because what... I thought you'd be excited about seeing Susan Ian and Barbara in colour recreated there. Yeah, but they don't you do well. I mean? But they don't, yeah, I suppose. That, <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Sorry, yeah. love. <laughs> we'll stop talking now before I say any more. <laughs> ruin but it's it so for good. You. And if anyone hasn't seen it, well, just Why I, not? I can't. Well, yeah, give it a go. I mean,. I can't imagine any fans haven't seen this. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like it. I really don't. Um, oh, yeah, and, the, you know, the Daleks going across the bridge, Dalek Invasion of Earth That's and great. Stuff. Th- those iconic moments were all there. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and then that rounds off our, our William Hartnell yeah. time. Yeah. We move on. Do you think it's sad? Is it, um, are you excited for the next... Doctor. I'm not excited. Be... I'm just like I forgot to ask you as well. I don't think I asked you this last time. Okay. Um, when we were going to watch the first Doctor, did you know that that was William Hartnell and that's what he looked like? Do you know what the other Doctors look like? And if you saw a picture of an actor, you'd be like, "Oh, he's a he plays the Doctor." And I don't. Obviously, you, yes I'm guessing no. you don't know the, the order. I don't in which know they the order and stuff. And. I mean, like, like, actually, I'm looking to my I left know, now. I know, I know. I actually have a, whole... a picture next to us of He's all He's got the a doctors. series of all the doctors. We, this hasn't been up before. <laughs> this yeah. is my new soundproofing. So this is the worst time to ask you that. I was going to say, what do you know Patrick Troughton plays the second doctor even? You know, no. when, when he was there in that scene, we were like, oh, that must be... We haven't even talked about that yet, have we? No, so I think... I think I've seen enough pictures over time, but... I don't know any order. Like, so I know Tom Baker. I've seen enough yeah. pictures over, like, got, Tom Baker has a whole career. And anytime he's on a chat show, they mention that he was Doctor Who and they put yeah. a picture up of him as Doctor Who. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, or what's his name? Uh, who's he? Peter Davidson. Peter Davidson's another one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, every time that he's on a chat show, they mention he's Doctor Who and put him up. Same as, like, the current ones, David Tennant and Matt Smith. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is. Um, so I think, yeah, like, but I think I wouldn't, there's some I'm looking at now and I'm like, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> no, that's really exciting. That's what I like. Yeah. Because you don't know, you don't know what the second Doctor's going to be like. I So clue. you are having the closest sort of experience to a viewer in 1966 being yeah. like, what is happening? I, this face has changed. with this, I'm not, I'm not excited I'm not apprehensive. I'm just like, let's see. In the okay. same way that, like, I was, I, like, I have been for this whole thing. I'm just like, all right, well, let's see. But isn't it like if I was like, oh, there's a new Proro? <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's only one Proro for me. Oh, yeah. yeah no, but at the time, there's only one Doctor. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me, but, but that's another thing. Like, you're presuming in the 60s that people were like, oh, excited about this you don't know people could have been apprehensive people might not have been open to side i mean now we know that this works now when we know about a new doctor it's like 
this change. It's a whole other thing. This is the first time this had ever happened. Well, yeah, I mean, I think if this hadn't have worked out, they would have just stopped Doctor Who. Like, we, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a big risk at the time. Yeah. So I which think which probably doesn't come through in this in this document because it's quite there must there like we know there to. was a lot of talking about it in the lead up. To yeah, it. yeah. We, the hand in Celestial Toy Maker yeah. was an an idea. Yeah. And they knew from way back even then that something needed to happen. Yeah. But then they it, don't need to because we know as people that this this is a thing. I mean, yeah. gosh, with, with Matt Smith right there in our current one, we know that he's not the only yeah. Doctor before. Yeah. So we know this is something that happens. And so I think every time there is a new Doctor, there's an excitement because it's a change, it's something new. And we mm. know that as a series it takes it somewhere different. What if you don't like a doctor and we have to go through all of this doctor's stories Absolutely. and you're going to be like, no. Yeah. But like, I'm not I'm not excited. Okay. I'm just like, well, we'll see. Well, I'm excited. You're excited. <laughs> but but like, I, I don't know. Maybe this is like, what, the 60s. You, you know more and yeah. you've got a wider context. So maybe this is what it was like in the 60s. Like... Well, I mean, they'll have like known. The newspaper and stuff. Like, yeah, there's going to be. They a new knew Doctor that Who. a new Doctor was coming, didn't they? Yeah. It wasn't like. Um... Well, that's the thing. It wasn't like massive news. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people that watched it that just saw what we did at the end of the Tenth Planet and was like, "What's, What's happening?" That? And it would have been if you read the wouldn't newspaper or something. Wouldn't it be amazing now? It will never happen. But if you were watching current Doctor Who. And she just changed to someone else. And there was With no, no news. No imagine, news, yeah. No press, nothing. Yeah. Can imagine. you imagine if that happened? Yeah. Imagine. Well, you're getting the closest experience because you you didn't know necessarily no. at the end of the 10th planet that that would happen. No, I knew at so, some point there would be a new doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can't really... There's so much new... It just wouldn't happen these days. You just can't do that these days. No. Which is why, I suppose, I didn't know... Matt Smith turning up at the end of this, which that, which is why for me that was such a big moment because I don't yeah. think that was that was done sort of secretly. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly he's there in that moment. You're not expecting him yeah. to just be there in something like this right at the end. That's why it's such a big moment because it is a shocking moment. It's and it just really wraps it up really well. And I think as well because William Hartnell, it was such a it was so obvious that it was a decline. I didn't I didn't know when it was going to happen, but it was. I didn't expect it now to some extent. I thought it was going to be more towards the end of a season. Yeah, so this is a, a brief pause in the middle of our season four stories. We've only just started season four. We've only had like two, two episodes yeah. of the current new people. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Mm, great. Well, I'm glad we did that one. I yeah. don't think... Yeah, I'm yeah. glad we did. Cool, okay. And on we go. Patrick Troughton next week. <laughs> <laughs> it will all be about Patrick Troughton from now on. Yeah. <laughs> We'll Get see. Used to, you'll know that name by the end of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I literally just like a new just name. Annika Wills and Michael Craze as a companion. Michael Craze. Literally, yeah, I don't, don't know, even have Michael Craze in my head. We were watching something, you were like, who's Michael Craze? I was like, it's Ben. <laughs> I'll get Ben and Polly. <laughs> and Polly, you yeah. know that, because you knew Jacqueline Hill and William Russell. and Yeah, but that took me ages. That took a while, yeah. It's funny, because you call them by the actor Sometimes, names. Yeah. Well, you, you I Peter, always... well, you knew Peter Purvis and Jackie Lane. It depends how much we talk about them. You say Peter Purvis quite a lot. I always call them by their character names. Yeah. Like, I would say 95% of the time, I use character names. Yeah, it's you strange, call isn't it? Names. It depends what we're maybe talking about. Maybe it's because you do conventions and stuff. Yeah, maybe. So you're more looking <laughs> out for, like... You know, the... you have to know their names, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Anyway, well, um, we'll see you next week for uh, 
the continuation of season four, Power of the Daleks. Where can you find us, Mark? And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who. So we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Two Watch Who. Hey, Doctor Who, what are you talking about?